decom. Cool. That... No, 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 no. Now you say. Is that how you're going to start the episode? No, no, no. You say duo. Duo. Oh, do it again. Uh, a decom. Duo. Podcast. Okay, let's just fucking start. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the DCOM Duo podcast, but smaller. Yes, this is our mini-sode number three. I'm Benji. I'm Kelsey. The DCOM Duo podcast. I kind of hope we don't use what we just recorded for a cold open, because it's kind of terrible, but also, it's mini-sode. The rules are lax. Who cares if it's good? Yeah. Um, So what we do in these is... We talk about the last 10 movies that we saw briefly, and we rank them, and then we add them to our master list of all the DCOMs that we've ranked. Yeah. So, oh, do we rank them individually first? Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, so yeah. Basically, we're going to have our 30 DCOMs that we have watched for this ranked by the end of this episode. Heck yeah. And then also, we always like to do something else in addition. Yes. Our first time we did graphs. Yep. Our second time we did reviews. That one was really good. And this time. Oh boy, do we have a treat for you. We're doing fan fiction. <laughs> we didn't find fan fiction for everything, but we found a decent amount of Disney found, Channel original mu- movie fan fiction. We found most of them for the last 10. Yeah. We only focus on the last 10 that we watch for all of these mini sets, except probably when we do drafts eventually again, we'll sh- do all yeah. of the ones that we've watched just because it's better. But we found fan fiction for seven out of 10 of the last movies we watched. And considering two of them were brand new in that time frame, we did pretty good. We did, we're pretty proud. Yeah. And the other one is a sexual innuendo. So that really muddies up the search. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you want to start talking about the movies we watch? Sure. First, we have Avalon High, which is defaulting to one because it's the first one. Yes. So, Um, Avalon High, gosh, do I appreciate it way more on a rewatch. I was always the, like, lone defender of Avalon High. Because I was so mad. I was so mad at it that the whole time we're trying to figure out who's King Arthur. If you take the movie at face value, it's terrible. It's so bad. Because the choice to make alley king arthur it's just not i don't like it it's not even what the book was no. they changed the book but if you look at everything surrounding it you get a delightfully stupid movie that doesn't really make sense it's so campy it thought it took itself so seriously it's, it thinks it's cinema and it is so not and yeah. that's wonderful and it's amazing it's a bad movie but yeah. it's the good type of bad movie yeah Next, we have Slumber Party, which is was new at the yeah. time. It's still new this year. It is The Hangover, but for kids. And yeah. they are kids. I really liked The Slumber Party. I thought it was really fun. I liked it. I didn't love it. You can For all of these, you can hear our podcast, yeah. our opinions on it. Um, I think it's better than Avalon High. I would put it at worst, but I think you thinking it's better is going to be a more, like, concrete opinion than mine in terms of quality it just is it is better. a better movie but <laughs> that's not what we're ranking on we're ranking on enjoyment well i'm still gonna put it above avalon high that's, i don't feel right putting it below avalon high that is fine like i'm not gonna stress too much about that jump in jump in's really good i think right? jump, i think jump in is above both of these yeah. jump in's just genuinely quite good for those who forgot Jump in is the jump rope movie starring Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer and Kiki Palmer and Corbin's blue action. His actual father plays his father in the movie. And it's just like, it's good. And Rodney is in it. <laughs> There's funny moments. Like it's still got the cheese that you expect. Yeah. For a decom. But like, it's one of the few decoms that you're like, yeah, I can put that on. And I feel like I had a respectful evening. Yeah. It's like one of those good classic ones. Yes. It's uh, just wonder if it will get lost to time or if it'll like it's always had a little bit of cultural relevance. Yeah. 
Kim Possible, the live action Kim Possible movie is absolute trash, but it's also funny that it, it's such a dumpster fire. It is funny bad. It is not as good of a bad movie as Avalon High. Absolutely. But I have not. a feeling a lot of these future movies are going to go below it. Yeah. So Kim Possible is right now at our bottom. It's below Avalon High, um, where it belongs. By the way, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Cool. But cool. uh for the YouTube version of these mini sods, Kelsey does screen record this so oh, you yeah. can see the rankings live in action. Yeah, if you want to see it visually, you can go to the YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next we have Phantom of the Megaplex, which is such a boring movie. It's, it's sad. The like setting of a movie theater is interesting. Yeah, Just, and like working at a movie theater is interesting. There's concepts and stuff like that's cool. The movie's bad. It's so bad. It's, it's bad. so boring. It's so forgettable. We're throwing it at the bottom easy. Yeah. That might be number 30 if we're being honest. Yeah. But we'll we'll get there. Going to the mat. It's a matter of fact. I don't know where to rank going, going I, to the mat. This is hard because going to the mat is genuinely pretty good. But there's stuff I don't like about it, but more stuff that I do like. Andrew Lawrence. You really like Andrew I Lawrence. I really like Andrew Lawrence. Wayne Brady's in it. Yeah. And they play. They're both blind. They play blind guys. There's wrestling. There's a teensy bit of romance. And oh boy, wait till we get to, to our fanfic. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good. It's. Oh, this is hard. I was going to say in between Avalon and Slumber. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Which is weird, because I personally think I would have Avalon above, but I'm just going off of where I think your opinions would lay. Well, I think and going where, to like, the... I would settle, and I'm, like, happy to settle with that. Going to the mat, I think, is a better movie than Avalon High. I would agree with that. Yeah. And I do think, like, I get the amount of enjoyment I get, which is my only peer ranking, is really close between, was... like, all three of the movies. I was even considering putting it above Slumber Party. I... But maybe not. I, I can see an argument. I don't think it is. Okay. We can put it in between Slumber Party and Avalon High. Okay. Next we have Don't Look Under the Bed. The horror decon. The one that made people scared. Yeah. I don't really like this one. I like it more than you. Yeah. Just for kind of like, it has audacity. It does have audacity. It has, it justifies itself, which a lot of other ones don't. However... Honestly, this like stretch of movies that we had was pretty good other than Phantom of the Megaplex. So I think it just goes above Phantom of the Megaplex. I think so too. And like, okay, putting it below Kim Possible is also a little weird. But I think I would rather watch Kim Possible again than watch Don't Look Under the Bed again. Oddly enough. At the end of the day, Don't Look Under the Bed is a better movie for being a movie. But for our entertainment, we would rather watch a funny bad movie than an okay Kind of creepy movie. Yeah, and it just kind of drags a little bit. Don't look under the bed, does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I don't know. It's not super memorable. The kiss at the end is weird. And there's some spooky stuff that I, I appreciate for, like, the decom that it's different. But other than that, I don't like it that much. Um, Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. Halloween Town 2. Um, definitely better than Phantom of the Megaplugs. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty close with it with Don't Look Under the Bed. I think I like Don't Look Under the Bed more because I respect it more. But yeah. then, like, Halloween Town 2, he puts his face in the cube, and that's kind of funny. That is funny. Remember Cal? Just all of Cal. Cal, Cal was good. Yeah. He's funny. And they got married in real life, which I know doesn't factor into this, but that's fun. You got Debbie Reynolds being iconic. She's not in this one as much as the first one. But also, this is the Halloween town that I liked as a kid. Mm-hmm. I want to put it above Don't Look Under the Bed. I am fine with that. They are close to me. Are we putting it below, below Kim, Kim Possible? I'm, I'm going to iron put that. Okay. If we were to scroll through Disney Plus right now, we were m- much more likely to watch Kim Possible than we are Don't Look Under the... Or, sorry. Give me that. Halloween you know too. what? I After watching it the first time, I didn't like Kim Possible. 
have just like Avalon High, I have a little more of appreciation, not as much as Avalon High. <laughs> I have way more of an appreciation for Avalon High, but Kim Possible, I do have a little bit more of an appreciation because it's stupid. And it's kind of funny that it's stupid. Do I think it needed to have have existed though? No, no absolutely not. Uh, double teamed is next. Teamed is fairly good. It is. It does. It goes through the motions of yeah. being a movie, and it doesn't falter at any specific thing. Mm-hmm. But it, like the fat around the edges that isn't trimmed and is trimmed is like. I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor, but it's just weird. We find the most enjoyment out of, like, the ridiculousness of the basketball playing, Mm -hmm. mostly. The basketball makes no sense in the movie, and it's very funny. That's what we find the most enjoyable. So, it's definitely above Halloween Town. Is it also above Kim Possible? I think... I think so. I okay. I kind of think so too. I don't. I kind of want to put it below Avalon. High, I also kind of want to put it below Avalon High. It feels weird, but like that's where my gut is saying right now. Yeah. Avalon High has just some random moments that are really funny. Remember when they started playing Battlefield? That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Remember when she's like, "All you have to do to win is just imagine yourself winning." And then you're gonna win. Then, Man, I give yeah. such good advice. Wow, I'm like a poet. And someone randomly pushes her down a hill. That was funny. Yeah. Sorry. It's better than double teamed. <laughs> I don't think there's any diehard double teamed fans out there that are going to be too mad about that. But finally, we have the Naughty Nine, the most recent decom to have come out. I really am kind of struggling with where to rank this. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. It is definitely passable. Yeah, I sat through it, had a good enough time, and I said, oh, that was a good enough time. Huh, yeah, that was, like, decently fun. So where do I compare that to, like, an Avalon High? I know. I'm kind of, why Why do I want to put it below Avalon High still? <laughs> it's, I think there's just a little bit of that decom charm is missing, if that yeah. makes sense. I think I gave it a more glowing review in our episode. It was very fresh. We had then. watched it the day of. Yeah, we recorded recording. the day that we watched it. So it was very fresh in my mind. And now that we've had to sit with it a little bit, it's just. It, it, it exists. Yeah. is a lot of modern is. I'm not thinking about that movie. It was fun. It's not bad. And it's Christmas. Like, I feel like Christmas, maybe this is unfair, just automatically puts it down for me. Because, like, when do I want to watch Christmas movies only around Christmas? <laughs> Whereas oh. a Halloween movie, I guess I can enjoy anytime. I don't really like Halloween movies. We're going to say above Halloween double team, below Avalon yeah. High. I think, I think that's, that's fair. Because there is the worst of the Naughty Nine ever is, is like a 6 out of 10 mm-hmm. or a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah. And, like, it's high is like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, so now we have to take our 10 movies and add them to the main list. So to recap, out of these last 10 movies, this is the order best to worst. We have Jump In, The Slumber Party, Going to the Mat, Avalon High, The Naughty Nine, Double Teamed, Impossible, Halloween Town 2, Don't Look Under the Bed, and then Phantom of the Megaplex. I feel pretty decent about that order. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. So let's, do you want to start at the top? And work it down. I guess we can start at the top. Okay. So we have to put jump in somewhere. The in top our one in our list. current list is prom pact. Yeah. I think jump in's better. You think jump in's better than prom pact? I think so. Prom pact was pretty good. It was pretty good. But like, I feel like jump in is going to stand the test of time a bit more. And prom pact won't as much. Which I think is fine. Like prom pact being number one where it is. I'm cool with that. Yeah. No, I get I get you. I, get you. I don't think jump in will end number one. <laughs> No, it won't. We have some favorites, you know, that we haven't watched yet. Yeah. Like, um, we've already recorded what the next episode is this going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's Can of Worms. Um, and then the episode that we spun for that one after. Yeah, Teen Beach Movie. <laughs> I honestly, spoiler for that minisode, I think those two are going to be in the top, like, top five. Yeah, for sure. So, we'll, we'll get to that in, like, 20 weeks. Yeah. So jump in 
our new number one spot. Good for you, Jump In. Yeah. It's a quality film. It really is. I never watched it as a kid. And so I only look at it in adult eyes and I still like it. So after now our new number one Jump In, we have Prom Pact, which I think Slumber Party is worse than. Yeah, I think Slumber Party is worse worse than Spin. I also agree. Slumber Party versus Invisible Sister. That's hard. I, I feel like they're very similar. They are very similar. My gut is saying Slumber Party. Is better. And like, this is why part of this ranking scale is weird. Because if you remember earlier in this episode, I was talking Avalon's High is better than Slumber Party. But like, that's not how these rankings are going to. Yeah. Right like, there's always going to be disagreements between us. It's we, this, this list, is our best system. This list is just our combined agreements yeah. of the DCOMs. So I think Slumber Party goes Above, to number four. Yeah. We really do like the newer movies more. I know. They've kind of been doing good lately. Which is just so different than what you expect with children's media. Yeah. But that's, I think, it really shows people's nostalgia blinds them. Yeah. Speaking of blind, uh, going to the mat. <laughs> going to the mat is next. I think it's definitely below Genius. Um. Yeah, so after Invisible Sister is Genius. Yeah. Then Camp Rock. I, I want to put Going to the Mat at least below Camp Rock. I also so. agree it's below Camp Rock. Then we have Motocross. Okay, this is where they're very similar. They are a very similar. I think Going to the Mat's a better movie. Motocross has the higher highs in terms of stupidity. Yeah. But I think I want Going to the Mat above it. I can live with that for sure. I think Going to the Mat's good. And Motocross isn't bad either. No. They're both still top half. Okay, so then, yeah, below Moto, below Gordy the Mat is Motocross. And then we have Girl vs. Monster. Girl vs. Monster and Avalon High are very similar in my brain because we like them because they're stupid. Yeah, we don't like them for anything but their stupidity. Yeah, so, like, which one's better? The real question to me is Girl vs. Monster has a couple of advantages. One, I think the highs in Girl vs. Monster are, like, unparalleled. In decoms, the, the phone. phone, spelling goat, mm-hmm. falling down the stairs three times. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Those are all and amazing. There's musical numbers and there's music. Those are the two pros. The big con for Girl vs. Monster is I feel like outside of that, it's a more boring movie. I I can agree with that. Yeah. So I really could go either way on this. My instinct right now is saying Avalon High. I'm kind of thinking that too. When did I become such a champion for Avalon High? It's just the more you sit with it after not worrying about the core plot about who's King Arthur. This the movie better. wants to be a mystery movie because it takes itself so seriously. Yeah. But it's so dumb. <laughs> Once you like notice and know the like whole plot, everything messes up. <laughs> So we put it between Motocross and Girl vs. Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we have the Naughty Nine. Um, I think we both agree it's going to go at least below Girl vs. Monster. I would agree on next that. Next is Stuck in the Suburbs. Okay, after Stuck in the Suburbs is Hounded. I think it's definitely it's, above Hounded. It's definitely better than Hounded. I think it's also better than Stuck in the Suburbs. I can agree with that, I think. Naughty Nine, like, again, Naughty Nine is... Kind of a 6 out of 10 the whole way through. Yeah. Stuck in the Suburbs is stupid. <laughs> but also funny. Yeah. Stuck like, in the Suburbs yeah. just wishes it was like an Avalon High or Girl vs. Monster. Yeah. Which it's got some funny stuff to it. But also there's just like less to choose. Next is Double Teamed. I think Double Team is better than Stuck in the Suburbs. That's a hot take. I think Double Team is worse than Stuck in the Suburbs. I think I'd rather watch Stuck in the Suburbs. Gordon Cahill? I I, I, I can live with that, but I also think it's better than Hounded. Double Team? Yeah. Yeah, I can live with that. Double Team is better than Hounded, but worse than Stuck in the Suburbs. All right, Kim Possible. Where does Kim Possible go? <laughs> um, is Kim Possible better than Hounded? Hounded's so weird because, like, the genuine humor is good, but everything else, like, the dog puppet shenanigans is stupid. The movie 
is a very funny movie that isn't trying to be a comedy, but all of the comedy lands. Except for the bag, the puppy, the puppet yeah. stuff, the dog stuff. That doesn't land. And that's the primary the amount of jokes, the movie. The jokes land. The writing team did a good job. Yeah. And the two kids, like, losing their flyers and stuff, that's hilarious. You can't forget that. I feel like I can count it as better. Think impossible. But I, I can hear an argument otherwise, but that's my... No, I can live with that. What about a ring on the slide? That's next. I think a ring on the slide is better too. Nice. That's that I is like one that. of your faves. So. Yeah, I love it. So easy. I, All right, next is Miracle Lane Two. Impossible is better, I think. The Miracle Lane Two. I think so. Yeah, I can live with that. Miracle Lane Two is fine. Miracle Lane Two is also just like too long. It's kind of sappy too. Is that mean to say? <laughs> I think it's fine. All right, now we're gonna go a while. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, next is Halloween Town 2, which we generally have, like, a negative opinion about, which we're kind of getting to the movies that we have more negative opinions about. So, going down the line, we have Tangled, Brown After, Mom's Got a Date, it's definitely worse than both of those. Yeah, I think it's worse than the Poof Point. I don't like the Poof Point that much, but, like, you like it more, so that's kind of where it is in the list. Um... Then there's also Cadet Kelly. Uh, and then there's, okay, under Cadet Kelly is under wraps in Halloween Town, and that's right where Halloween Town 2 is going to live, mm-hmm. I think. No, so I, should we I, just I, put it below Cadet Kelly? I think too? it should be below Cadet Kelly. That's what I was going to say. Cadet okay. Kelly at least has, like, more moments that yeah. I can remember well and, like, appreciate. Can we at least put it above under wraps, though? Because I don't like Yeah, no, we're fine, fine with that. It's better than the first Halloween Town 2, I think. Mm-hmm. After rewatching both of them, there's a charm to the first Halloween Town that the Halloween Town 2 doesn't have. That Halloween Town 2 is definitely lacking. Yeah. But there's nothing really in Halloween Town 1 that I like. I think they're all bad. <laughs> they are all bad. Uh, next is Don't Look Under the Bed, which is also going to live right around here. I think it's better than Under Wraps. Yeah. I yeah. I don't like Under Wraps. This is the thing. I think it's boring. And mm-hmm. there's too many mummy shenanigans. And then Phantom of the Megaplex, we just put that right at the bottom. Well, yeah. It's worse than Under Wraps. It's worse than Halloween Town. It's worse than Starstruck. It's worse it's than, worse than Frenemies. Okay, is Ready it, to Run versus Phantom of the Megaplex yeah. is at least a contest. That is a contest. They're but both I think, bad. I think Phantom of the Megaplex is worse. Yeah, it's just so boring. And so is Ready to Run. But at least there's like the guy shit talking a horse. That was funny. There, There is more I feel like I take from Ready to Run. Where Phantom of the Megaplex is also just more disappointing. It really is. You go into it. And for a second, you get your hopes up like this could, there's going to be a plot trying to get together. Yeah. The worst part of a movie to be the good part is like the exposition. That just kind of gets your hopes up and then you're let down. Yeah. The rest of the movie is so boring. It like, it drags so long of them running around the theaters and none of the movies that are going on in the theaters are interesting. It's just a letdown. Phantom of the Megaplex fans, don't worry. This will not be last on our final list. I I feel very. It will not. It will not. I just like jump in, fans. Sorry, that will not be number one at the end of the list. We have some on the extremes that we still definitely have to get through. I mean, we're only like twenty five percent of the way done with this podcast. We're getting to a point where I don't want to read the whole list anymore. Like that's thirty movies. So if you want the full visual list, go to the YouTube. I have it on the screen right now. Take a look. This is our list yeah. right now. So, if you want to share your opinions on which movies are better than others, you can email us at the duo at gmail.com. Please do. We like Please to do. hear from you. All right. Next, it's time for our fan fiction. Ooh-hoo. Should we just go in order of the movies? Yeah, we'll probably go in the order that we watch them. Uh, so, basically, these are stories that fans of the media. Fans of the movie were just like, I'm yeah. gonna write about it. Yeah, we're not gonna percent. read. We're not gonna read the whole story. No. We'll kind of give a summary and maybe read some ex- excerpts. If there's a fun quote or something, yeah. 
So first is Avalon High, which there actually wasn't a ton of Avalon High. Um, but this is definitely the most interesting one I found. I think there was also some fanfic of like the book, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. This fan fiction is called Make You Shiver, parentheses, with anticipation. That is such a dramatic title that doesn't even say anything about Avalon High. Yeah. And what's super fun about this fan fiction is that Will Wagner is gender bent. Yes, it's He's Willa Wagner. Willa Wagner. So here's the summary that we're given it's prom night and Allie is king fucking arthur and she isn't gonna wait another night to have sex with willa wagner this is by far the most sexual one i found out of the list no other fanfic i found even comes close (laughs) to the amount of sex that is in this fanfic i did read it they fully have sex um we're not gonna read that (laughs) So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we we're not here to read softcore or even hardcore porn. <laughs> but it's just we're here to inform you that it exists and someone spent their life writing it. Yeah, it's like it's only two thousand words. It's just like yeah. one page probably of, one night of writing. Of these two girls getting it on after prom. Um so just to She's fucking King Arthur. She's fucking King Arthur. He's like King to... fucking Arthur. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mom, for swearing. I'm sorry. It's the fanfic. It is. It is a direct quote. With we are journalists here, we have to use the direct quote. Um. So just to like go into the the world of this gender bent Willa Wagner. Um, Willa Wagner was kind of perfect. Yeah, Allie was King Arthur, but Allie still couldn't believe that Willa was dating her. Not only was Willa good enough to be the first girl on the school football team, but her teammates had so much respect for her that they made her team captain. Amazing. And she had asked Allie to prom. Um, so basically, they like go to prom, and Allie asked Jen if her and Willa ever did it when they were dating, and Jen said no. but Allie doesn't want to wait you know Mm -hmm. and Jen says you know Willa's a deer (laughs) and she goes yeah that's kind of the problem Allie replied I think she just really wants everything to be perfect but life's not like that I mean I'm King Arthur (laughs) awkward klutz extraordinaire there's a reason everyone thought it was Willa um and then later she's like nervous you know she wants to do it um and then it says well Allie was king fucking arthur and she was tired of waiting (laughs) which was good because prom was over a whole lot faster than Allie thought it would be didn't want to write about prom nope it was just over and then they like rented a house for the night with like their friends and then they like do it so if you want to read that you can find it yourself like it kind of sets it up that like ooh Will is gonna say no and but it really doesn't take much convincing. Allie just kind of takes off her dress and is like let's do it <laughs> and they do it. So yeah, you y'all can find that yourself. <laughs> I don't know if I should morally link it. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna link any of these, but Kelsey's saying the title. I said so the title. You can probably find it because we found it. Yeah. Um, next is the slumber party. We could not find fan fiction for the slumber party. It's very it, new. It's a very new movie and. It's about a slumber party and titled The Slumber Party. Yeah, so that's, so that's hard really to find. really going to like mess up search results. If you have or want to create some slumber party fan fiction, send it our way. We'll We're read interested. It. We'll read it. Next is Jump In, which I actually did have a hard time finding Jump In fanfic. Um, I went to fanfiction.net for this one. And it's like one page. It's called Sunset Over Brooklyn. Which is cute, right? <laughs> I love that all of these have like romantic titles. Yeah. Well, this one is way more wholesome than the last one was. Um, this is just kind of what happened after the double dutch competition. Um, Izzy and Mary go to their little balconies and they kind of talk a little bit. So I'm gonna jump in here. <laughs> jump in. 
to Izzy. He says, hey, listen, I'm really sorry I bailed on you guys before. And I'm sorry I was rude to you. That wasn't cool. She shook her head. I forgive you. I get that things were hard with your dad and stuff. I should have been more understanding. And I'm sorry they got made fun of at school when Rodney told everyone. I'm still really mad about that, actually. People are whacked. <laughs> Izzy shrugged I'll work it out and don't hold it against Rodney he's dealing with a lot of his own problems and I think he and I are square <laughs> Mary smiled and tipped her head I heard what happened at the gym the whole rematch and everything oh we can just go through the plot of the movie it really is oh yeah he asked there was an edge of anxiety to his voice as if he was concerned she wouldn't approve that he would consented to another fight I think what you did was pretty great she answered nudging his arm I never would have done that. And I still don't quite forgive him, but who knows? I've seen people change. She grinned. Izzy laughed, glancing down. Yeah, me too. And then she says, we're square too, by the way. Yeah, he asked. Cool. <laughs> I feel like they would say this, to be fair. It's not terrible writing, except for the fact that it's just going through the plot. Yeah, and then he mentioned that like his friend and that girl, Tammy, at the gym are finally mm-hmm. together. Um, it's just like a continuation of the story. Yeah, it's cute. And then um, he's like, remember when you kissed me? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And he's like, you want to do that again? <laughs> and so they kiss again. Um, and then he's like, does that mean I, does this mean I get to call you my girlfriend? And she says, only if I get to call you my boyfriend. Aww. Aww. So, yeah, that's. That's their little after the double dutch competition fanfic for you. It's really cute and wholesome mm-hmm. and not super sexual, which is nice for a decom fanfic. <laughs> Avalon High was a little too sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me that that one was gender bent too. It's just very fanfic. <laughs> it is <laughs> every fanfic trope. Yeah. Next up is Kim Possible 2019. I found this Athena slash Kim Possible fanfic. It's called Paradigm Shift. The summary is a quote. You made me like this. This one's just kind of weird. Um, so Kim is tied up. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to know it sounds kind of sexual. <laughs> I know. It, I swear it doesn't get super sexual. It's just kind of weird. It's an action movie. Yeah. Okay. So Athena finds her and she goes, Kim, I'm so glad... You're okay. I was so worried. Athena said. Athena the robot. Athena the robot. Uh, thanks. I'm glad you're okay too. Kim tried. Part of her wanted to add, please untie me. Uh, just on the off chance that would work because Athena was one of the good guys now and her friend. And friends didn't kidnap one another and then acted like everything was normal. So this is like after the movie mm-hmm. and Athena's just acting kind of weird and she's like, but I reprogrammed you. Okay. So Athena smiled at her again. She knew exactly what Kim was thinking. I'm sorry, but can I kiss you? And so Kim's thinking, okay, like something weird's going on. She goes, what? Is Athena turning Kim gay? (laughs) Athena looked crushed, emotionally crushed, not physically. Acting weird or not, Kim didn't want to go through that again, ever. Sorry, sorry, I shouldn't have asked. Please forget I even asked. Please say this won't make things weird between us. Please, 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 Kim. How many times can you say please? Fact. Growing up with Shigo and Draken as parental figures would seriously screw anyone up. Fact. Well, it wasn't as if Kim had ever thought about it. But fact. Athena was very pretty and smart and a good person. Kim had literally made her that way. (laughs) Why do they keep going fact? Fact. So maybe this was a silly misunderstanding slash slight. They wrote out slash. Silly misunderstanding slash slightly weird attempt at setting up a first date. Kim had managed to get the hang of high school. She get the hang of dating. Some more time to prepare would have been nice, but well, she was Kim Possible. She could do this. Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I was just a bit surprised. That's all Kim said. Athena looked at her the way she had the first time they met, half hopeful, half desperate. Sure, we can try kissing if you want. Um, And then Kim's thinking, but maybe not here. Kim wondered how to suggest that maybe an abandoned secret lair wasn't the best place for a first kiss without hurting Athena's feelings. That's such a sentence right there. (laughs) Athena says, I think we're really great together, you know. Athena said, brushing some hair out of Kim's face. Kim is still tied up, by the way. 
Like, we were totally meant to be best friends forever. Like, Ron's nice and funny and all, but he's just not you, you know? I'm a robot. Yeah. It, the rest was kind of weird. and We don't need to read it all. I got yeah. I got a lot of enjoyment out of the slash. <laughs> Basically, Athena's just kind of, like, creeping Kim out. Mm-hmm. And... Um, God bless That's all of these ends, writers. Yeah. Thank you for publishing your works. Thank Honestly, you. it's pretty cool that you do it. But also, it's kind of cringe. <laughs> yeah. Next, we have Phantom of the Megaplex, which I could not believe I found Phantom of the Megaplex fanfic. There was like two workings, and it was by the same person. Guess when this was published? Uh, 2011. Um, No, it was published this month. What? It was... November 8th, 2023. Did and you write this? No. Did I write this? No. In the notes, it says, well, someone had to write Phantom of the Megaplex fanfiction. <laughs> thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for writing Megaplex fanfic. fanfic. wonderful. Um, it's titled The Megaplex According to dot 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 dot. So they're like doing Phantom Megaplex, but from different characters' perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking they're still going to continue this, which I would love that. Uh, this is only chapter one. It's the Megaplex according to Scary Terry. Ooh, Scary Terry. Um, so there's not much to say here. It's very short. Basically, Terry is like, I like horror stuff and people like label me after it. And it's weird. And she's like very new. Apparently, she only got hired a little bit ago. Um, and then it also she goes through some of the other characters like Hillary Honey, Ricky Rules, Racy Lacey. Apparently, everyone uses these nicknames. Yeah, well, I think she's like it's weird that that guy gave him nicknames. Um, <laughs> Mason, whatever. Okay, so with only two weeks on the job, Terry's favorite coworker had been a bit of a surprise. Dorky, often bumbling, question mark Jeffries who couldn't take a direction or comment or really any pause in any conversation addressing him without asking something. It got on almost everyone's nerves, especially in the fast-paced customer service environment. Most everyone would prefer if he could simply understand things first time. But there's nothing a weird girl always eager to share another ghost story, suburban horror, or ominous local superstition, but always shut down, loves a nerdy guy who always asks another question. Well, maybe Carrying question, question mark, mark together. Well, maybe. Ship him. Well, maybe not. Loves is intrigued by. No need to get carried away. He's kind of a dweeb after all. But still, yeah. To with two weeks in, Scary Terry was pretty sure she was gonna get along great with question mark. Such oh my gosh! Guy. I literally asked Benji, "I'm like, guess who the ship is?" And you totally guessed Scary yeah. Terry in question mark. I couldn't believe it because I like, wrote it. <laughs> you're. Not, like author you're not the only one who ships scary terry in question mark okay so thank you for that next is going to the mat not as hard to find as you'd think they're barely just a ton because everybody ships jason john which yeah okay you gotta remember like the most fanfic thing it's taking like an established relationship in like a feel good movie uh-huh. and just flipping it to be like enemies to lovers. Yeah. Gay. 100% especially. gay. Yeah. Like, could you not sense the tension between Chase oh, no, and We commented on it as come a on, decom. Come on. Okay. This fanfic is called My Bad. <laughs> what a great title. Um, guess when this was posted? November. Of this year. October of this year. (laughs) Also very recent. What the heck? Are people watching our podcast and being like, I'm going to read fanfic about that movie? I would love that. If you've done that, you can send us an anonymous email if that's it. Like, if you don't want to be in public. That's amazing. That would be fantastic. Please do. Um, Okay. So it starts out, they're like practicing wrestling. I'm assuming this is after the events of the movies. Um, and obviously there's just like so much sexual tension and they just kind of like casually talk for a while and it's like, meh, why would you think I hate being around you? Meh, you never pay attention to what I say anymore. You're always zoning out. Like you'd rather be doing something else. I'm blind, not stupid, John. And I know how to take a hint. He finally found the exit to the mat. 
and stepped out, finding his cane on the ground where he left it and extending it. You always get all tense and weird when I touch you now, man. How is that not my business? Because it seems pretty personal to me. John didn't know how to respond to that. Had he really been that obvious about it? He could have sworn he was acting the exact same as before. He was really trying hard to anyway. But honestly, now's as good a time as any to say some things. He looked at Jace. He was clearly upset. No matter how this conversation was going to go, at least one of them was going to walk out of here upset. What's there to lose anyway? Fine, Jace, you're right. It is personal. He saw Jace flinch at those words. Fine, I'm leaving then, he spat out. He started walking towards where he left his bag. Wait, dude, by personal, I mean like, like, I don't mean it in the way you think. It's more, um, just spit it out. I like you, Jace. Uh, no, I think we just established that you don't like me. Have you even been paying attention? No, no Jace. That would, Jace would say that. No, Jace. I, he scoffed and walked closer to Jace, putting his hands on his shoulders and leaning down to his level. He still made sure to keep space between them, not wanting to make Jace uncomfortable, just in case. With a lower voice, he said it again. I like you, Jace. <laughs> he lightly squeezed his shoulders, hoping the message got across clearly this time. What? He watched the emotions drain from Jace's face. He swallowed, his eyes darting back and forth. This isn't funny. His voice hitched. He pushed John away from him. Who told you, he demanded, his voice low. Is this why you've been acting different? What are you talking about? God, no one knows how to keep a secret in this fucking school. He felt tears stinging his eyes. I don't know what makes you think this stupid joke is funny, but leave me the fuck alone. Jace, do you think this is... I'm not messing with you. I swear I'm serious, Jace. So you expect me to believe that you actually have a crush on me not even two days after I told MB and Fly about you? What? Oh my God. Yes, look, I know... I don't know what the hell you told them, but it's got nothing to do with right now. <laughs> yeah, I find that hard to believe, John. Jace! He placed his hands on Jace's shoulders, but slightly closer to his neck. Jace tensed, half of him wanting to break both of his hands for touching him so lightly. <laughs> the other half telling him to calm down and just use his head right now. What? He decided on the latter. John didn't speak immediately. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Say, just fucking say something, John. Instead of saying anything, though, his hands moved. One to his neck and one to the base of his jaw. He was barely applying any pressure. He felt his body heat as John got closer to his face. <laughs> After a short pause in all of John's movement, he felt a soft pressure on his lips. His mouth stayed still, but the hand that wasn't holding his white cane came up and hesitantly landed on John's cheek wanted to confirm that this was real he needed to he dropped his cane and lifted the other hand to find john's shoulder it felt like john he felt real his eyes closed as john pulled back neither of them moved their hands um sorry i i like you too he blurted out i was telling my friends about my crush on you i thought you had something i thought you somehow heard about it and were messing with me jace i would never i know he smiled a bit I know that now. My bad. That's the title of the fanfic. <laughs> yes. And then they kiss more. Good for Absolutely them. incredible. That is exactly what Kelsey wants out of a fanfic. Yes. Thank you. I don't need the like hardcore porn fanfic. You just want a kiss. I just want a little kiss. I want a soft, tender kiss. Thank you. Thank you for writing My Bad, The Fruit and Its Mysteries. That's the author. Um, Thank you for writing it a month ago. <laughs> Was that you? <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, okay. Next up, we have two more for you. Next up is Don't Look Under the Bed. So, Don't Look Under the Bed. This one's weird. Um, I don't think I'm going to read much from this one because I don't even really understand it. It's called the AF Era, which stands for After Francis. And it's like Larry being confused and like missing Fran obviously it's about their romantic relationship because they kiss at the end of don't look out of the bed what was that about yeah that, um, I feel like this is actually pretty ripe for fanfic 
I'm surprised there's not more. Yeah, this is from 2016. Um, Larry and Zoe talk about it a lot. How like it's weird that Francis could never see them again. Uh, Francis misses Larry. Oh, I think Larry visits her, but she can't see him. Oh, no. Right. And so, okay, I'm going to jump in reading here. There's nothing in his experience like the anticipation that he felt in the moment before she made contact again. There's a strange pressure in his stomach, like excitement, but less buoyant. He couldn't categorize it. Then her skin met his and she breathed in sharply and the feeling went. He was simply radiantly happy. I can feel you. She said in a whisper, as if voicing it too loudly might make it stop happening. You're smiling. Then Francis smiled too. But whatever feeling she was having seemed more complicated than his because she seemed to be crying at the same time. <gasps> then her thumb drags over his lips and she could feel his face. Larry felt the same confusing emotion twist in his stomach. I wonder if they can feel each other then. That's weird. <laughs> um, so this is just like in depth it is in depth and then i know at the end zoe like remember zoe's her imaginary friend mm -hmm. zoe like combines with francis weird like they become one person so that francis becomes kind of a new person but she can like see larry now because i think she's like now like kind of part imaginary part human i don't know so like larry's like you can see me and she says i can but zoe i'm i'm not sure how to miss someone who is myself because they're like combined now zoe she told you she'd always be with you right well she's with you i'm half imaginary francis said just to hear it she wondered if she could become invisible now i feel like a mythical creature you're an artist larry told her in a mock gravity they're all like that I don't know. And it just kind of ends. It's weird, right? I feel like there should be more Don't Look Under the Bed fanfic just because should there? a wild kiss at the end that like confirms a pretty insane ship. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there should. I, I only found two on AO3. Yeah. So there, there might be more somewhere else, but like yeah. we're, <laughs> this is taking pretty long. We're good. Yeah. But finally, we have Halloween Town 2. So we couldn't find any double teamed fanfic because if you search double teamed on a fan fiction website it's all very sexual yeah um, that that's just unfortunate and yeah also there's like almost all real people in yeah that film, so and, it'd be a little weird and it's not popular like i just believe that there's that nobody has written fan fiction about this movie and also the naughty nine uh just came out like a couple weeks ago so of course there's no fan fiction yeah. also they're children they're like literal children in that, that movie. Is, they're very young. So that would be weird also. Like maybe, you, can have, you can have fan fiction that's not even like romantic. That's true. Yeah. So maybe there would be that. But way too early for the Naughty Nine to have fanfic. So finally, Benji found some Halloween Town 2 fanfiction. I was having trouble finding Halloween Town 2 fanfic, at least that I wanted. I really just wanted some like Marnie Cal fanfiction for specifically Halloween Town 2. There, and it's weird that we can't find it. It probably exists. Yeah. It's just hard to search for. I think I found some things, but it just like wasn't what I wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, Benji found something. So you can close out our fanfic reading All for right. the night. So this is Halloween Town Two and a Half, Villain's Dilemma. Oh, my goodness. Um, I have not fully read through this. I just read enough to be like, hey. This is indeed a Halloween Town 2 stuff. It starts by giving us all the characters, which is just are the people in the movie. But there are new people, like Cal's back, first off, even though he's not there. But the big person is Callisto, or Callie for short. That's mm -hmm. Calabar's daughter, <gasps> a dark witch. She falls in love with Dylan, later betrays her father and a brother for him. Oh, my God. That's like... All I've actually <laughs> is that um, it's like kind of long, but also not super long. It's all like in big giant paragraphs, so it's hard to fully do that. And like it's also like a user created character of Callie. Yeah. But just imagine Dylan and Callie are falling in love. Mm -hmm. I just found the top of one paragraph. Um, Callie went over to Dylan. So do you believe me now? She asked. 
Yeah, I do. I love you too. Want to go out Friday night? Dylan asked. Sure, I'd love to, Callie told him, then kissed him for the first time. Unfortunately, now the whole class has seen Dylan was a warlock and that he came from a family of witches. So high school will never be the same again for any of them because word travels fast in high school. The next two years were a pain for Dylan as he struggled to graduate from high school and and all his old friends avoided him. His teachers were more tolerant, but Dylan could see that they were more than a little afraid of him and everyone got out of his way when he passed them in the hall whispering about him as if they thought he couldn't hear them this is weird why is it going so fast no, all of a sudden it's been two years they just decided to go out friday well night. wait wait for ready for the last freaking paragraph what what once there scarlet sinister immediately tried to get dylan to fall for her so she and her sister sapphire and sage could use him to do their work for him unfortunately for them dylan and callie had two and the two had a great time together they went on dates study together and generally had a great time so it's not really a book as much as like, this is what I think would happen in like yes. a summary of a book. So it was that Dylan never fell under the Sinister Sisters spell and eventually foiled the evil plan that their father and Silence and the Dominion had for Halloween Town with the help of Aggie, Gwen, and Marnie. Gwen saw that her children could indeed take care of themselves and agreed to let them remain at Witch U. Apparently they're there now. Oh, so this is going to like return to Halloween yeah, Town. It connects to all of them. That's weird. Where they stayed until they graduated. Once they left, which you, Dylan, decided to marry Callie and live in Halloween Town. We still came to visit his mother in the mortal world. Marnie eventually took over as the head of the Cromwell line when Aggie died. <laughs> she did a fine job leading the Cromwell family into the future. Well, if you're interested in reading Halloween Town two and a half. I can't believe it's two and a half when they go like fully to the end of the yeah. whole storyline. I think, yeah, it's also just a weird story. Yeah. Well, that's fanfic for you. That's there. Awesome. So I hope, hope you enjoyed some of that fan fiction reading. I enjoyed reading it. <laughs> Especially I, my favorite one's the Garden of the Mat one. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, that one's so good. Cool. That's going to conclude our mini-sode. Yeah, thank, thank you guys for, for listening or listening watching actually and watching works in this you one. could have watched this one yeah um next week we are going to be talking about can of worms we already have that all set to go we have a special guest so make sure to tune in because it's a lot of fun yeah you might not have ever heard of can of worms i promise it's worth the watch it is wild it's absolutely insane if you like bad movies it's absolutely insane so cool cool uh see you guys whenever <laughs> see you guys next week oh. well yeah you guys just come whenever you want yeah stay as long as you want and leave whatever you want cool bye bye <laughs>Seams from our next episode. We already did a can of worms scene for our next episode. Yeah, but actually, um, our next mini-sode is ranking 10 movies. We know can of worms and Teen Beach movie are in there. And they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Bye. <laughs>